Welcome to the Ingenious Podcast, a snapshot of future B2B marketing trends and use it now tips. Learn to be wildly effective in professional services. Each episode features experts with new ideas for your branding and competitive success. Welcome to Feed the Leads, an ingenious podcast by Ingenuity Marketing Group. I'm Christine Nelson, your host today. The title of this episode is Takeout and Delivery, Marketing Made Simpler for Busy Professionals. Joining me is Don Wagonar, Principal of Ingenuity Marketing Group. Don spends most of her time managing marketing strategies for our clients, as well as conducting marketing and business development for Ingenuity. She runs her own business, she has a family, she volunteers in her community. Like many of you, she is pulled in many directions. But as a marketing consultant, she knows that you can't let marketing and business development lose momentum. Instead, today we're going to talk about ways to make marketing simpler even when you're busy with clients and your life. Thanks for joining me today, Don. Thank you, Christine. So Don, you've been a director of marketing, but also a business owner. Those are two different roles. A director of marketing or a marketing manager is pretty immersed in marketing all day. But can you describe what marketing should look like for a partner or a business owner or shareholder? What's really essential for them? Yes, there is always this push and pull between client work and bringing in new clients. You need to deliver quality service to keep clients for sure, but you also need to deliver new clients and nurture future business. Some days it's really tough being an owner operator. In fact, today, actually, I felt that way quite a bit. I was doing business development. I think I had a new client call and actually I was managing quite a bit of existing client work. I would say that the partner or shareholder needs to be visible. How are you visible in your client trade associations, but also on social media? You need to be seen on both, um, attending virtual events and posting on your LinkedIn account. Here's a simple trick. You can schedule those posts through a calendar and using that Hootsuite tool. Um, so it doesn't have to be something you do every day. Note how I said that Hootsuite tool, since I don't use it, oh. my team does. <laughs> <laughs> you can always delegate scheduling those posts for exactly. sure. Exactly. And actually, that is one of my tips. Um, that is, if you don't have a marketing team, like Christine just said, you that can assist you in doing this for you. Um, so if you don't, be sure to install the LinkedIn app. And actually, I use that quite a bit. Um, today, actually, I was using it. I was scheduling as one of my goals for 2021 virtual coffee meetings. I'm a huge fan of that. So when I have a few minutes in between calls or meetings, et cetera, um, I can easily open that up and comment, like scroll through my feed. And it's really easy to use. Um, I actually think it's much easier to use than the desktop version. Also reach out to your referral network. How often do you touch base? And do you update those referral sources on the types of clients you really want? You should make a point to reach out quarterly and see how your connections can help them too. I actually today uh, looked at our referral source list and I can't even remember the last time I looked at it, as sad as that is. You know, I know in the back of my mind who our referral sources is or are, but I, I went on our server because we have a referral source list, which I'm sure you all do, or you have a plan or you have, you know, your con connections on LinkedIn besides, you know, your clients and 
prospects and all of that. But I actually went and looked at our preferred referral source list and reached out to a few of them. And I encourage you to do that quarterly. And then a third priority, I believe, is sharing your client results and inviting leads to contact you. You may delegate this work to your marketing team or a talented technical professional, but if you need a, need a strategy of being visible online just as much as in person, it's how you save time as a busy professional. The internet is out there 24 seven when you are not. It's just another salesperson, which isn't, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have extra salespeople. Um, I really liked what you said, too, about staying in touch with your referrals. And you recently said that you were connecting up with people on LinkedIn. And in one instance, just by linking up with someone, you got a lead because that person happened to be thinking of you. They saw the invitation on LinkedIn and said, oh, we have a project. So it yeah. can happen as quickly as that. Yeah, you know, sometimes I get really bad at connecting to people I know, which I'm sure we all do. And it actually was a past client or someone that we just do projects for periodically. And our she's a CMO and our main contact just happened to be on maternity leave. And so I reached out to her because, and I was surprised that we weren't already connected. And I just sent her a little note saying, hey, how are you? You know, I'm surprised we're not connected. You know, can we LinkedIn? And she was like, I'm so happy that you are connected to me. I have a project for you. I've been meaning to reach out. And sure enough, you know, I'm doing an estimate for her and I hope to send out that proposal tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think we have this list of clients and just a simple tip would be to go out on LinkedIn and see if you're actually connected. And it's a great excuse to just reach out and say hi. Yeah, I completely agree. So what about those technical professionals in the firm? They're busy with clients too, even more so. How can they get more involved in marketing when they are also so busy and it's maybe not top of mind for them? You know, we always try to find out what they're actually interested in. Do they like to write? Do they feel comfortable on video? You know, are they really into social media? Are they great at client service? Um, and once you know their interests, it's easier to suggest that they write a blog article, host a video or a webinar, or share their knowledge on social media. If they are really great with clients, then it's a matter of letting clients know when new services could help them. And I think especially right now, there's so much going on with the world today and all the tax legislation, it's really easy then to contact clients and assist with this. Um, and firms are creating new products all the time. Then you can they can actually market by expanding the number of services that their clients use. They can also ask for reviews and testimonials, which is even better and something that, you know, helps the firm as a whole from a client service perspective. And it's actually simple stuff. <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do to expand services with clients that already love you. Well, that's always a great a conversation to suggest additional services when you have those meetups with your clients. Another activity that's simple and I don't think takes much time is to keep track of project or engagement outcomes. How can you communicate to your marketing people the measurable results that you provided on a project? That way they can create 
case studies, project examples, have those on the website, use them in sales conversations. So consider specific areas where you and your team made a difference. Put together a little write-up on some of those measurable results and you can send them over to marketing and marketing will be very happy with you. How are you solving problems? How are you measuring that value for the client? Yeah, I completely agree. I can't tell you how I'm always looking, and Christine can attest to this, how I'm always looking for stories or case studies to add to my proposals um, when I'm putting them together for prospects. And Christine, you know, years ago, even when I was in-house, many years ago, I can't tell you, I mean, I'm sure marketing would be thrilled if you brought any ROI or results or stories that you're hearing or that you're putting together or that you have results on to marketing, you would be the bell of the ball or <laughs> whatever you know, the opposite of that is for your for the male counterpart. <laughs> Boy of the ball. Yeah, exactly. Really <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 not really bragging, it's just having measurable factual results. Right. We were we were talking with a prospect yesterday, actually a new client, and they had actual, you know, facts that they could put into a tagline that, you know, it was true, it was factual, and then it could be used in marketing. Yeah, and I think it's it's just important to remember that you're working with these clients every day, and so if you just jot down these examples during your week when you make a difference, then you can look back, you know, in your little journal or your notepad. Um, and have lots of ideas to share for blog posts or other marketing stories, um, which is key. Well, that kind of leads me to my next topic, being organized. You talked about jotting things down in a journal or a notepad to use um, those ideas for later. So I want to dive deeper into your organizational process, Don. Can you give me some ideas of how you make sure that you are focused on your biggest priorities for the day and week, and especially using your calendar? Well, let's see. The calendar is actually my life, <laughs> as I would say. <laughs> um, I think if my computer phone crashed, I would be lost and wouldn't know what to do and would be heartbroken. I keep everything, whether it's personal, business, in my calendar. I not only add appointments on my calendar, I also put work and that is key. So I, if you look at my day to day, you know, day, I put everything that I need to do um, from morning to night on my calendar. And yes, I try to fit email here and there in because obviously that takes a big chunk of my day or I'll try to clean up my email first thing in the morning and then first thing or later in the later afternoon. Um, clean it up. Now I will scan my email throughout the day to see if there's anything vital that needs to be dealt with. But usually I'm trying to stick to like what's actually scheduled on my calendar, work or appointments. Um, so I usually schedule my least favorite projects or the ones that need my most brain power earlier in the day or first thing in the morning. For me, that's proposals. When items are done, rather than crossing them off, I change the color on my items so it's like I actually accomplished it. <laughs> I know that sounds a little crazy. Um, 
being an achiever, it makes me feel good to know that those items are actually checked off. And I'm doing this in quotations. If you all could see me, I'm doing that um, in a sense. So it makes me actually feel like I actually accomplished it. So I can look at my calendar and say, wow, okay, I only have a couple more things left to do, which makes me feel good throughout the day. My other tip is when people are supposed to get back to me on a certain day, or if I need to follow up on something, I add an email to my calendar at the top of it so that it's the same sort of thing, something that I need to deal with, or I know that's not going to fall through the crack, cracks, like someone's going to get back to me, or I need to respond to someone on this day, or I'm, you know, that kind of thing. Otherwise, it could get lost in all of my emails, that kind of thing. So. And I'm not sure. Hopefully those tips are helpful to someone out there. You really plot everything out and it's all <laughs> in one place. So, I mean, and that's a good thing. And it's an interesting color coding strategy to actually change the color when you're done with it versus using different color categories, depending on whether it's business, personal emails, et cetera. So it, it, I would imagine it's a cleaner look to your calendar then too. Right, exactly. And I don't, yeah, I don't need to know like all of that, like if it's client related, personal, you know, financial, whatever, or work, you know, business, since I'm the owner of the company, I just need to know it got accomplished. <laughs> that, to me, that's really what's important. Did I do what I said I was going to do or need to do? Right. It's like your personal accountability tool. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have come across people who don't like calendars or to-do lists. They actually find them far too overwhelming. And it's a little scary to think about people not using calendars, but it's true. And it doesn't work for them. So instead of trying to keep it all in their heads, some of them are actually successful by setting alarms or asking their personal digital assistant for reminders. So when they think of something, they can use their mobile digital assistant and um, anything that isn't part of their natural workday, for example. So touching base with a referral source or reminding themselves of a deadline for an article, they could set an alarm or a reminder for a certain time or day, and then that way those priorities don't get lost. So I've heard of that being really um, effective for people who get overwhelmed with the visual aspects of the calendar. Yeah, I completely agree. You can use different methods to keep track of various activities, whatever works best for you. Um, and then you actually have to do it. That's the key, um, is just actually getting it done. Over the years as a manager and a coach, I have worked with individuals and come up with different scenarios. And it, it's really about what works for you. Um, you have to set aside time and not let something else get in the way as much as possible. It could be 10 minutes or one hour for marketing activities in a day. Assign yourself first thing in the morning at your lunch hour or perhaps right before you finish for the day. But then measure, you know, did you do it? If not, set a reminder for tomorrow or move the calendar item. But you need to establish discipline so it doesn't keep getting pushed into the following week. Without marketing for future work, there is no future work. I actually managed, or I actually coached someone a couple of years ago, um, and we actually figured out there was two things that were keeping her kind of 
overwhelmed and not able to actually accomplish more things and focus on marketing. One was her inbox. She was so overwhelmed by email and she was she she was the type that kept her email until she actually dealt with it, which was fine, but she didn't have a system for dealing with it. And then she just had so much, you know, she would keep it or even like just junk. And so we kind of like kind of work through, okay, you know, you got to set some time aside to clean up your inbox. So she would just keep it and would get worse and worse and worse, you know, and then it was just so overwhelming. The other one was she didn't feel comfortable shutting her door. And so when you get to a certain level, manager, principal, director, partner, you have to feel comfortable shutting your door to, to sometimes get things done. Um, and it's okay to do that. I mean, not all day, because you do need to be somewhat accessible, but you know, for short periods of time. And so we actually then said, you know what, shut it for an hour, half an hour here, or you know, a half an hour there. And you know, let people know or put it on your calendar that these are, you know times and we came up with I can't remember what it was that we called it to put it on our calendar but she felt really uncomfortable doing that but eventually we kind of had to work through that and those types of scenarios can come out and you just kind of have to talk through so that you're actually accomplishing the marketing activities that need to get done and um, even for people who are working remotely they still need to have that focus time or even more so because there might be more distractions in a home office scenario or working away from the office. But hopefully, you know, we've provided you with some options in this podcast. So listen to it a few times and create your plan for simple marketing. And even when you're busy, you know, this has really been great. Thanks for the chat, Christine. Hey, thanks, Don. I'm kind of ready to get out there now and deliver more fresh leads. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ingenious Podcast. If you like this podcast, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen. Visit the show notes for this episode and all episodes at ingenuitymarketing.com forward slash podcast.